You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Attack on Titan After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Attack on Titan After Show. Oh I'm man! Still yeah, I was like, I'm no. still disappointed. You Am I the only one that likes this song? I yes. Song. I don't like this song up until. Hold on, it's coming. It's coming. And there it is. There it is. <laughs> even Everybody, the, listen. Li- nope. Shut up, Dave. Dragon Force is playing. Even with Dragon <laughs> Force. <laughs> no, it does. Even with Dragon Force, it's, it's just not as good. Horizon. It's still Link Horizon. Still the same group that did I, the first I, one. I, I, and actually, if you hear the full song, there actually is a bit where they go into the melody of the first opening. Well, that's and the part they should have used. It's not a bad song. It really isn't. But it's not the first opening. It's, it's not Angry German off the bat. Well, it's just also but, I don't know. The other song was just so epic to me. It really got me into this. So- it's not the same. Every time it's Here's this opening. The this opening is more <laughs> like we're fighting for our freedom, whereas the the previous opening is we're gonna die fighting, but by God, we will go out in a blaze of glory. This one's more about we we're fighting for See, our freedom. See, this this one sounds more like this, angry German. Well, let's just say angry this one German. sounds more like typical like J-pop anime to me. Yeah. Like I can hear this in any anime; it won't mean anything. Whereas the yeah. opening for original Attack on Titan opening was really it stood out. It felt it really did. unique. Angry German. I've angry German. It was unique. Hashtag angry German. <laughs> but how do you guys feel? Whose side are you on? <laughs> That's what really I matters. We're going to have a war in the, the comments. I, you know what? I'm against you, but I love this Twitter hashtag angry German. <laughs> <laughs> I take everything now with that. I mean, it always, like, some, I, to me, a lot of animes go up and down. Like, Naruto, there's some really good ones. That, like, the first one I loved, and then it got bad, and there were good ones. So I'm hoping the next few I, I personally like more. But Did Megan you just likes call this it one. Naruto? 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 <laughs> Naruto? What do you want me to say? Naruto Shippuden, the next one. Naruto. Naruto. Well, but he was also calling Armin Arumin. Arumin. Do you want me to do the Japanese way of saying it, or do you want me to do the American way? Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Say it right. Believe it. (laughs) No more of that. No. Believe it. Believe it. So Naruto is the one like anime that I just cannot watch the American dub for because of that. I just can't. I can't <laughs> well, do believe it. it. They stopped what? doing that. They stopped doing <laughs> they that after a little stay. while. They, but, they knew it was ridiculous, so they well, stopped they, doing well, they had that. To, they didn't stop soon enough. Well, say, Naruto just speaks in that old style, the Gazaru style. He always with Datebayor or Gazaru or Gozaimasu and, and or it's uh, and Where that's it's just the, yeah, yeah, like, our systems detect that a host has wandered off the subject. <laughs> no, we're, we're, this is actually the Naruto after show. I don't anyway, know if you guys knew that. I so, that joining us today, <laughs> John Quick. Whatever. On yeah, on the on. side of new intro, on the side of old intro, Katie Cullen. Hashtag angry German. <laughs> on the side of new intro, Megan Salinas. Hi, everybody. I like the new one, and I will stand by that. And uh, I will not. On the side of old intro, I'm Dave Clyde. <laughs> That's how we're doing it. It's actually, we sectioned it off, we split the table <laughs> in half table for, like, which side you're on. Why do I John? So we can fight each other. Like we you you notice the bigger... No, no, no. Fisticuffs. Like this. Believe it! It's, it's old school <laughs> boxing. <laughs> 
anyway, should we get talking about the episode? No, because now? you notice that the the bigger section of the table is on the side of Katie and I, and that obviously means we're right. Yes. Sure. All right. So <laughs> jumping into the episode, we start off right after I Aaron getting so right after Aaron getting having the crap beaten out of him. Uh, we immediately go with them going into the old scout regiment headquarters, which no one's been to for a long time. It's like, it's a holding cell that, that's what they used to use it for. And we were starting to meet the actual scouts. So outside of just the commanders, outside of Levi, um, we're actually meeting Oruo is our first one that we're meeting here, who is acting like a jerk. Yeah, he's acting like a jerk, just trying to give intimidate Aaron, and ends up biting his own lip while doing I that. I tell and you to bite your tongue, but you've already got that covered. Hey. <laughs> We're he learning that he is the worst at biting his lips, though, because he really dug in so much blood, blood. everywhere. <laughs> like, man, usually, like it just like I bite mine, it turns into a canker sore, and I'm like, ah, damn, but. That blood doesn't fly everywhere, so he, he yeah, beat me. Yeah, it's less dramatic when you do it, well, right? Well, we have to have a, a certain bit. amount of blood in each Attack on Titan episode, and obviously there's no Titan fighting in this one, so lip biting will have to suffice. There was Titan stabbing and screaming, though. Oh, well, yeah, there was that. That's true. But yeah, but so after Oruo, we get we get Petra basically laying into him for being a jerk for no reason. She's like, "This isn't who you are. Why are you doing this?" <laughs> it's like if you're trying to act like Levi, you're failing miserably. Yeah. Petra is number Which one at not putting up with his noise. I think Petra's my favorite character in the Scout Regiment. Yeah, uh, out of Team Levi, she's yeah. she's my favorite. I love Petra. But you gotta give Oruo, like, as soon as we get this intro, like, Aaron starts, like, listing down, like, all of their stats, like, their Pokemon. No, <laughs> I was like, so many kills, kills. So many when, when he started Water doing type. it, it made it sound like Call of Duty to me, because, like, that's what you, that's the exact same thing you do in Call of Duty. It's like, oh, this is how many kills you got at the end of, um, like, end of a match, this is mm-hmm. your assist. That's exactly what you look at, and you're like, if you start doing kill-death ratio... Then it'd well, be totally Call of Duty. I guess Oh was the only one who had more kills than he had assists. He had like forty some odd kills and eight assists, and everyone else had like a dozen, two dozen kills and a bazillion assists. So were they all just helping this guy or no, they I passed it to him and Levi. he made the layout? Yeah, it's probably all <laughs> Levi. Something like that. Probably all Levi. Yeah, uh, how many assists. did True. we get uh did we get Levi's stats? No. Not in this episode, no. No, because Levi's a little broken. Too many. <laughs> it's true. Kills too many. <laughs> Kills Assist, too many. Not enough. <laughs> it's like enough to make you actually feel bad for Titans. <laughs> no, Levi. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So Right after this giant list, we have Levi. We we learned this new side of Levi that we got to see briefly in a previous episode, but we're starting to actually see it here. We get to see the neat freak the side. The neat freak side, <laughs> yeah. Everyone clean it. <laughs> okay. So he is very much a stickler for this as uh, he wants to check on Aaron's work for this. He has Aaron take over for his own work, and Aaron's work doesn't hold up to his standards. But we're finding out that Aaron's going to have to sleep in shackles every single night. In the uh, basement. In the basement. So, because transferring a Titan, that would obviously hold the Titan in, but still, just that safety measure that they have to do for the political end of things. Yeah. It's yeah. really all politics. Even though Levi doesn't lay it out to Aaron that way, we, we kind of know as an audience that it's really all about politics, and that's really why they're doing it. Well, Levi that, doesn't really give a damn. No. He's just like, <laughs> you're going to do this, or we're going to have issues. <laughs> and yeah. you don't want to have issues. <laughs> you don't want to have issues with Captain, <laughs> where will I be sleeping? The cellar. <laughs> Again? <laughs> 
Oh, but what if I do a really good job cleaning? Well, there were a few more sirs in there, but that's pretty much how that exchange went down. Well, I think it was an extra measure. It's like he says that it's for their protection because um, Aaron's an unknown. I honestly think it's for Aaron's protection because the military police still wants him dead. That's true. true The scouts went so far out. It's like, hey, remember that thing that (laughs) we technically own that we haven't been to in years? That castle somewhere where nobody else knows where it is? Yeah, let's stick him there. Stick him there, stick him in the basement so at night a lucky sniper can't get a shot off. You know, and considering yeah. what happens at the end of this episode, that's that's probably a lot more... That actually sounds yeah. like the most likely reason why they would have to do that, uh, given given what we know what happens at the end. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense. And uh, we're, We have a conversation with Petra, but what kind of connects to that before we get into that conversation is immediately afterwards there's the scene with Commander Erwin. Who was planning things out, and he kind of basically mentions that that like we have to handle this political situation, and we have to make sure that we get to keep this asset that we have, and it doesn't get taken away from us. So it really does play into that. But I think this scene in particular beforehand was kind of what made me like Petra a lot too. Other than her, a that she's not taking any crap from Rodrigo, which is awesome. But the other thing is that she's also she shows this kind side to Aaron, which we haven't seen too much. Yeah, of, so. uh, we have a lot of we, we have a lot of badass ladies on on this show, obviously. Thank um, God. But uh, a lot of them, you know, are kind of like Annie and Mikasa in that they're a lot they're very stoic. They're very you know they're very layered and they're well rounded. But a lot of them are very stoic because of all the things that they've seen. So it's interesting to see somebody in the Scout Regiment who everybody in the Scout Regiment's a little crazy, <laughs> but it's some it, more than others. It's it's very interesting to see somebody who's out there on the front lines all the time who still has such a kind heart and a positive disposition. Yeah, and she gives us some info on Levi, some background info on him, which is that he basically like a he doesn't seem like that great hero everyone thinks that he is, but he's uh, too I, short. Yeah, he's a little too <laughs> short for that. But outside of that is the fact that he he used to be a little more rogue before he was so compliant, which um, there's a new manga out that actually yeah. goes a little bit into that. No regrets, yes. I yeah. mean, that's part, at least the subtitle of it. And, <laughs> and we had Matthew Mercer on last week, and he was talking a little bit uh, about how, you know, that end of the courtroom scene, you really do get a sense of Levi's thug years, as he put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he it, literally kicks the hell out of him. Like, oh, <laughs> You've done this before, haven't you? Well, if you read that that manga, the um, I guess you can call it the prequel manga. Like the very first thing that you're introduced is that Levi was born and raised in this subterranean city that's right underneath the capital. It was apparently an, uh, an initial effort to like, well, we don't have a lot of space out. Let's try go down, going down, and then it was abandoned. So that so then the poor people just moved in there, and then that's basically it's a totally unpoliced unregulated area and that's where he just happened to thrive it's It's underground slums yeah Yeah, but it's funny though because that's kind of what we were talking about like well why don't they build underground because titans can't get there and that they have that so they Mm -hmm. have a subterranean city well i think that well i think the the, there's probably a few issues with that there's uh, i think there's a political and a religious issue that comes into but then there's also Mm. the key issue of you noticed when they were in um, the base in Trost, and there were a bunch of them gathered together in the, those one rooms, and then we had Nicolas Cage Titans <laughs> in the thick their faces in. <laughs> Titans seem to have an instinctive ability to know where people are, either through it's like a sixth sense or smell. So if you're underground and there are giants above you who all they have to do is lift up their foot and, and go stomp, 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 a, stomp times. a few times. Then, then the Titans drop yeah. in on top of you, and then there's nowhere for you to run. Gotta, you know. We gotta dig deeper. <laughs> we gotta dig deeper. 
They'll never know. And then suddenly we're mole people. Yes. <laughs> or Zion. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. See? Matrix mm-hmm. parallels. <laughs> yeah, but if we blocked out the sun, the Titan problem would be solved anyway. Apparently we just had a picture there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> anyway. So, so where did that come from? I do not know. <laughs> so regardless, did you ever get the feeling that we're being watched? <laughs> I, I, I thought we were just having a private conversation. Steve. So all right. Anyways, Aaron uh, ex- explained to the scout regiment. Uh, well, so they're all eating oh, dinner gosh. together. <laughs> For those of you listening, nice. To the <laughs> That's For great. For those of you listening to the podcast who are unable to see Katie, calm down. <laughs> we, our, our wonderful engineer, Stephen, has constructed a diagram explaining who is on what side in favor of the new intro versus the old intro. And Stephen's conclusion, uh, as indicated by the diagram, is believe it. <laughs> that just makes me so sad. Just the conclusion. But I love the diagram. The diagram is just fantastic. Pretty so fantastic. was the picture sound effect our indication that that was coming? Yeah, I believe Maybe. so. I, believe, I it. Suppose, uh, yeah. believe it. Oh, no. Stop. Oh, no. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. Okay, so. Are we talking about things? <laughs> There's a lot of interesting stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this episode. It's very really exposition is. heavy. But, um, but we do get a lot of information on, especially the Titans that were captured. Right. You know, not to jump ahead. Well, but. yes, but so... Might I mean, as well. I mean, but they're all eating dinner together first. I mean, that's the first thing that we get. And we get Aaron basically explaining what he knows, and he's realizing he knows next to nothing about his ability, except for somehow he knows he needs to cause, cause himself, himself pain. pain. Yeah. And he's, he's realizing, why do I even know that? that? That's so strange that that's the one thing I know. And we finally get, as you're talking about crazy <laughs> people in the regiment... <laughs> Section Commander Hanji coming oh, in. Hanji freaking Zoe. So, the mad scientist of the group. As Hanji I'm so happy. comes in and starts talking, talking to Aaron, everybody disperses for Just some like, reason. Oh, look at my wrist. It's time to go. Because, <laughs> because Hanji's like, are you going to help me with my experiments? Are you going to do this? You know, we're going to, I I want you to help me out tomorrow. And Aaron keeps going, okay, what will I be doing? Like, what exactly do you need me to do? And everyone else at the table, it's all, oh boy, here it comes. We're leaving and I, before it makes Hanji me wonder, starts talking more. It makes me wonder how many of them had to sit up with her all night. I yeah. need to go with all of them. Yeah, probably at all least of them. Once. It's like a group Possibly hazing twice. thing. <laughs> Everyone's gotta sit through the Hanji speech. Hanji hazing. She's like, oh, let me tell you. Hashtag let Hanji me tell hazing. you all about like, it. Like, you're not really a member of Levi's team until you've sat up all night with Hanji talking about Titan. Against your will. But I I think this is a great um, episode in terms no, of everything Hanji tells us. Oh, what she wants. Oh, hello. I, didn't hello. I think that was. Uh, I think that's a voicemail. Oh, oh okay. I was like, is that Chris Sabat? Oh, so something <laughs> we should mention worried. is that we're going to have Chris Sabat on the phone, who is the voice of Commander Freakout, <laughs> as you all know him, as we all know him, or Commander Warimon, or uh, maybe the commander. Like is he commander? He's a yeah, captain. He he's yeah. captain. He's a captain. Okay. Captain. Captain. captain Freakout. Captain. <laughs> Let me write that note down. Not a commander. Not that yeah, high. No. I, you I really think... shouldn't write down everything I say. I'm rarely ever right. <laughs> Charismatic, yes. Right? Mm. Well, anyway. I so, can agree to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times, I don't know. That's just your opinion. All right, so, or God what you say. You. So anyway, back to All right, to so Hanji. back to Hanji, though. So Hanji starts going on about this previous incident in which there were two, uh, well, first she start or he, they, they start talking about these captured titans these new ones and you start learning about that there were previous titans that were captured and hanji had named the, the previous ones chikatilo and albert 
At least I think that's because right. Haji. Yes, yes, it's Chikatilo yeah. and yeah. Albert. And we've seen Haji is the one who's doing all these experiments on Titans, and this is pretty much how we have a lot of the knowledge of Titans in this world. World, but. We're going to go on what? more about this, but we do have right, on the right, phone right, with right. us. Continue on. on the phone with us, we have Chris Sabat. Thank you so much for joining us. You may know Chris Sabat from his amazing roles on Dragon Ball Z, like reporter, newscaster, <laughs> boat jerk, staff officer, black. Uh, the, I mean, those were some of the major roles that you had in Dragon Ball Z. I think it was a minor villain called Vegeta that was like around for an episode oh, or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I guess there's also Vegeta. Just a bit part. Yeah. Bit part. Yeah. Or Piccolo and Yamcha. for an episode or two, maybe? Maybe a couple episodes. But thank you so much for joining us and coming on the phone with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm afraid you... Are you, are you calling for Chris? Sabbath? I'm not sure who this... Oh. Who is, who is this? Uh, is this Nick's 106.1? I love Barry Manilow, dude. <laughs> Watch you guys all the time. Oh, man. It's That's so right. You You've just won seats so well. for Manilow's next show at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going, fellas? It's going great. <laughs> So yeah, we were talking about we we've constantly talked about your uh your role, although brief, your role in Attack on Titan because you had such a memorable role as Captain Warrior or as we lovingly call him, Captain Freakout. Yes, that's what we've dubbed him. And yeah, so what what was it like? Have you have you ever seen Attack on Titan before? Before you got this role, do you tend to get roles and then because you're you're such an established voice actor, you just be like, all right, I got my role and just go in and do your part, or do you actually watch some of these animes beforehand? Yeah, I, I have to be honest. Unless you are like the the king of all uh, of all anime people, it's impossible to watch everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I imagine if you're if you're not as busy, maybe you have some more time, but it's almost impossible. Oh, Just, I don't doubt it, it. It, it. When I'm directing a show, I always get a chance to watch it beforehand. I mean, it's just part of your job. But when you're acting on it, there's very little. Unless I get. Uh, if I get a lead in it or a really important role in it, I'll uh, I'll usually try to watch at least some of it to get an idea of what I'm walking into. But yeah. in this case, yeah, it, 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 it Mike called me and said, "Hey, you're coming in for Attack on Titan." I'm like, "What's it for?" He goes, "Oh, you're gonna love it." <laughs> <laughs> and I came in to work on the show, and it was um, not nor the normal type of role that uh, that I play. I normally play dudes with you know. Uh, muscles or swords or dudes who can like blow up people with fire in their hands. Um, whereas this guy was kind of a loser. Um, yeah, I think it's fair. <laughs> I think that's and, a pretty accurate. And what's assessment. funny is that the it's safe to say that the I actually this Attack on Titan gave me a flu. Oh, uh, no. was it from like screaming the, so much? Uh, now I don't know if it was before, like if I was, it was coming on before I went into work with Mike, or it just so happened that the next day I came down with a horrible flu. Oh, I wasn't no. feeling that good at the end of a session. It was a screamer too, man. Uh, it was insane. Yeah, uh, Titan flu. That that show. Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes since. Um, I occasionally go over to Ian Sinclair's house. Do you guys know Ian? He plays uh, Dandy and Space Dandy. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he loves to watch himself. Um, <laughs> we occasionally go over to his house with one of the other writers from Space Andy, and, and uh, Attack on Titan is on uh, immediately following or immediately prior to it. Um, gosh, that shows how much I watched that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what order they are. 
Um, but yeah, I, I've seen a couple episodes, and it's it's super intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good descriptor. And the sun is slightly warm. <laughs> and uh, so when Mike called me to, to work on that, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like this part." I go, "Okay, so what's this all about?" And we get through the first episode. I'm like, "So does this guy um, ever stop screaming?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, "Well, no, no one in this show ever stops." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fairly <laughs> accurate assessment. That Attack on Titan. Right. No one ever stops screaming. Yeah, I mean it's true, and so I, I think I'm sure he um, he knew I was uh, worthy of the challenge. That's all Dragon Ball that he was anyway. <laughs> uh, so we, I went into that um, not knowing what to expect, and it was yeah, it was really really intense. I I'm very happy with the way it ended up turning out, but it was very very difficult. To get. Yeah, it was just top of lungs screaming uh, i wanted to give him something that was a little different than that it's it's really hard when you're looking at the face of a character and all they have is their mouth is wide open eyes, <laughs> and like lasers shooting up behind their heads all the time <laughs> you want to try and give those characters like a tiny bit of depth or something to them so it, it, i was trying to put as much fear in him as possible while also trying to respect what he looked like as well, which was a raving, screaming. <laughs> that was great. I'm glad there there was that background of fear in him because that's very much the character that he's presented as. And I'm wondering, like, after a session like that, though, do you just completely lose your voice, or do you have ways now of doing this professionally for so long that you can that you've kind of learned how to adapt and make it so you don't just completely your voice doesn't go kaput afterwards? <laughs> uh, the only I mean, there, there's some tricks to doing it. I mean, there's, there's tricks as to how to scream. Like, I, I know a lot of actors um, who I just haven't quite mastered that yet, but there are there are ways of learning how to scream so you don't kill yourself within the first hour. Yeah. But once you're working for, you know, that was about a four-hour session. Like, by hour three, it's pretty gone. I mean, <laughs> no. it, it goes pretty fast. I've never lost my voice completely, but in... But I lose it enough to where I have very, you know, it's not real attractive. Well, actually, be attractive for radio, but it's just not really. My daughter's scared. I guess it's like <laughs> that really grungy cigarette smoker voice. Yeah. But I guess you just have to binge out on tea and honey nonstop. You do. You do. There's a lot of. There's also a lot of superstitions. But what it all comes down to is just like trying to pace yourself, and then and then vocal rest as much as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still, you know, it never stops for us. And most of the, a lot of the, the programs we work on, a lot of the shows, especially One Piece, you know, it's it's just, just like that. Oh, yeah, I can imagine with One Piece yeah. as well. So yeah. you also do directing, though, as well. So have you found that now, as you're doing more and more directing, that you're really passionate about directing over voice acting? Or do you just love that you get to do both aspects? Uh, I, I like to do as much as humanly possible. I, I'd like to do as much of everything as I possibly can. I don't think I would be happy doing just one thing. And sometimes I'll do a long string of a lot of acting stuff. I'm like, oh my God, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yes, I'm getting paid, so I should be happy about this. But I'm like, man, this is just, it's just hard. And it, there's a, you have to drop a lot of everything that's going on in your life when you're acting too. Because you can't walk in with just a bunch of baggage and uh, feeling all sappy or sorry or weird, you just have to kind of shut all that off. Yeah. So after you do that for a while, you 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 tend to shut everything off. Um, 
and it gets to be kind of a kind of a burden. And the directing is an, an interesting challenge. And another thing I love about directing is that, uh, and the unfortunately this is the case with um, most anime, is that you don't get to work with the actors. You don't get to work with a lot of your fellow actors when you're just acting in anime. Right. Because it's a one-on-one type of thing. And it's the actor and the director. So as a director, you do get the opportunity to see everybody. And that's a nice thing because the actors are awesome. They're really great people. And uh, getting to direct them is is awesome, too, because most of the job in directing is casting it. And Mike McFarlane, I'll give him credit, the director, um, it, he is really good at finding a great cast. And he knows, like all good directors, that once you have the right people and they have the right voices, all you pretty much have to do is say, here's what's happening in the scene. And you just have to steer them to make sure that they don't, you know, they don't uh, misunderstand something. But usually once you have the right people down, it's so easy. Like it's, it's such an easy job. Yeah, I imagine casting to me is always like, that, that seems really difficult. I, I could never do something like that, finding the exact right thing, listening to that many samples I'm sure they have to listen to. You have to listen to countless samples. And <laughs> what's even worse is you sometimes have to deal with countless bad auditions. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, bad auditions are like, listen to your Nana talk. Or whatever, like your your nana talk when you just don't want to listen to what she's saying. Yeah, Aww. you just you have to let her get through it and kind of nod and go, yeah, that's really interesting. Because <laughs> um, there's just some awful, awful auditions, and it's it's all part of the process. But it's uh, and and you'll be fooled too because sometimes you'll have a day that you have so many bad auditions, and you get somebody, and you're like, oh whoa, this person's just right. And then when you listen back to them all at the end of the day, <laughs> you realize that, like, in context. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the bar was set really, that yeah. low. So, <laughs> so I was going to say, if you auditioned, that'd be the day to go. And apparently not. But <laughs> at least at least you seem that much better in the day. Well, that being yeah, said. But, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to say, with that being said, what kind of advice do you have for aspiring actors out there who, who want to improve upon their talents? To avoid oh, being man. one of the, the not great <laughs> who want to give a good audition. Well, I'm only speaking to people who don't have my voice type, right? <laughs> yeah, um, of course, of course. Yeah. You know, self-preservation above all things. No, uh, <laughs> the ah, man, it's there's there's a long list of things to do, but I, I would say that because we get a lot of people, especially in anime, there's so many huge fans of anime. Yeah, um, and a lot of people believe that they want to be voice actors too and it's not a terrible thing to aspire to be but it's just a very rare thing to actually get to do it um and a lot of people i think want to be anime voice actors because it puts them one step closer to the thing that they love so much because you you know you love anime so much you want to be as close to it as you possibly can voice acting is about as close as you can get besides moving to japan and changing your name and all that (laughs) um but so that, you know, I think one of the hard things to get used to is learning how to kind of temper your your love for anime in auditions, because sometimes that can make you very nervous. Um, and unfortunately, a nervous audition is, is a, typically a pretty bad one. And when you're seeing a lot of people uh, in, a, in an average day, it's sometimes hard to, to, to get people to relax in there a little bit. Um, I've gotten pretty good at helping people, you know, relax some. I can tell when someone's just petrified. Yeah. But 
it's uh, I'd say definitely relax. I'd say work on it as much as you can at home first. You know, uh, practice, uh, auditioning is is tricky because they put you in a room, they put headphones on you, they sit you in front of a microphone, they put you in an enclosed, padded room, um, and then you've just got this complete silence and all you hear is your voice amplified. So if you haven't experienced that before when you get into the booth to audition, you're gonna you're you're bound for failure because you just hear every time you you have a plosive P. You guys are used to that on a microphone or whatever. Every single sound you make, you start to uh, you know you cave in a little bit. So I'd say get as much practice as you can um, before you get into the booth. Practice talking, practice recording yourself. It's not that hard. Do they, do they also have a window of people board. just staring at them too while they're auditioning? <laughs> like, yeah, definitely hire a group of complete strangers. Yeah, just to stare. <laughs> I mean, for me, any, really cheap. well, for me, like any audition I've done, the most petrifying part is just being in front of someone who you don't know and doing it. So I'd almost be like in a room by myself. I'm like, at least I can just be me and not have to worry about someone who's just like staring at me like, I don't know. Right. I, don't know I will say auditions are becoming more and more rare in the business. I mean, you've probably yeah. experienced, some I mean, of you guys have experienced it yourself. There's so many, you know, uh, MP3 auditions these days. And uh, that's, that's a plus and a minus. A plus is that you get to audition for a lot more. The minus is that you never get to really know exactly what they were looking for. But the so plus for you for a commercial or something like that, and I'll have a totally a great idea as to what they want based on the description. And then I don't book it, and then you hear it on TV, and you go, "Oh, that's what you're wanting." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the plus for you, okay. or from the audition process, is that you can immediately be like, "Oh, I can just click off of this instead of sitting through the entire really gruesome audition." Yep. Oh, yeah, that's been, unfortunately, there have been times when we're in a real rush where you'll just hear, you know, David, James, practical, Bex, you only hear, like, just their beginning slate before they even get to audition. Sometimes you're just in such a hurry, I'll, like, click, hear their name, click in the middle of the audition, go, uh, not the right, it's too old. Um, Sometimes when we're in a rush, you probably have to kind of pass some people over. I'm sure. So you actually have a new Dragon Ball Z movie coming out. Talk about that. Oh, dude. <laughs> the Battle of Gods. It's out. And uh, I think there might be a couple more encore uh, presentations of it, but it's done so well. Good. And after working on Dragon Ball for 14, 15 years yeah. now, it's so nice to actually have brand new material. Yeah, I mean, both Dragon Ball been... and Dragon Ball Z and GT. You've oh, yeah. all of them. <laughs> I mean, we did all those you know, 12 years ago, and in the video games, we've just been repeating the same stuff over and over and over again. (laughs) And when we redub it or we remaster it, we add a few lines here and there. It's always the same. It's never, there's never been a new story. And finally, there's a new story. And I, it was so awesome to work on it and then go to the theater and see it with a bunch of other people who grew up running home from school every day to watch Dragon Ball Z. So there's so much fan service in it, and it's, yeah. it's a pretty well balanced film. Yeah, I mean, like that was my childhood too. It was I was literally like every day, it's like I need that. Well, for me, actually, I this is even before it was on. I started watching Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z before it was on TV. So I had to go Sam Goody. You hipster. Yeah, I know. I was before <laughs> I all that. Before it was. Cool. But I mean, my my point was that like I had to go to Sam Goody and buy like a DVD that had three episodes. I was just like, oh yes, three episodes. And it was three like thirty five. Yeah, thirty bucks. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was thirty bucks. So, like now I look back, I'm like, I can't believe I spent that much money on three episodes. But yeah, <laughs> so I was one of those kids, just like super excited. So. 
Um, yeah, but thank you so much for coming on. I like to me, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe we got Chris Evans. I was the biggest DBZ fan. I literally had <laughs> posters in my room as a kid, everything, everything you could possibly. I had trading cards of Dragon Ball you could Z. Probably still find his old Angel Fire site. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, I did. I had an. He's not lying. I had an Angel Fire Dragon Ball Z fan site. Hey, after Buzz viewers, challenge issue. <laughs> See, so you can I find it. I probably read your page. It was probably like. Do the new Dragon Balls uh, doesn't have the same quality as the <laughs> dub? No, I was just like, man, I don't like. I, I was like, I don't like the dubbing in America. So although the Japanese, uh, no, I, I was like, I was just a fan fan. So like, I was like one of the kids. Just like, I had every animated GIF on my website. I had every like image. I was like, you go to my website, you can find every animated GIF ever. Yeah. Yeah. After thirty minutes of loading, you will see the most GIFs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you'd like to, to like wait an hour to download a five second uh, GIF of from Japan from Dragon Ball GT before it came to America. It's like, yeah, that's cool. It's funny. It's funny how the stuff, some stuff, just stays up there too. Like I, I yeah. found the, uh, a petition to remove me from the anime business that some girl had started uh, like wow. fifteen years ago. You can probably. You can probably still find it online. I am yeah. the first person to sign it. Wow. And there's, only, there's only three nice. signatures on it. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so if you're like, oh, man, someone doesn't like me again. This. Oh, this was 15 years ago. Okay, I don't care. I feel like that's yeah, a piece yeah. of history. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate having you. Absolutely. I'd love to be on your show again. Take yeah, care. We would absolutely yeah, love to. Nice. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, right, that was cool. Okay, can everybody... Okay, three, two, one, now we can fan out. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute legend. There's a 15-year-old... fan site. All right, so aside from finding Dave's old angel fire site, we have to find this petition. Somebody People please need. find the petition. If the you find this petition, I will petition. literally pay you $5. You put, you put the link on the website, then you can email... I will give you my email. Email me your address. I will send you $5. Believe it! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the wrap up. <laughs> that's the wrap around. I think in the YouTube we, comments, we all want to see And we've this. come full circle. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely full circle. I wish we were ending, but we're not. We actually have a little bit more we have to talk about. We, like, really important stuff. I know you guys have a guest on Sword Art Online, so we let's, got five minutes. let's do it yeah. really, really yeah. quick. So we do need to Titan talk about... Science. Right, Titan science. So we find out some really important things. So one thing is apparently they get their energy from the sun. So they don't need food, Solar they don't need all this titans. stuff, but they actually are sunlight. They're like giant evil Venus flytraps. They also don't need to breathe, is the other yeah, thing. Yeah, they don't need to breathe. Yeah. So but it really is vocal cords. literally sunlight is the one thing that that we know from Hanji. That is the one thing. So and I, each I think Titan it's more has ma- its own different threshold. Some are kind of more lethargic. Some are more energetic. Some will try to eat you right away. Others you have to get up super close. Yeah. So you know, even even though you know they're all Titans and they all want to kill people, you know there are differences between Titans, which is kind of interesting that they're not all just the same. And all of their bodies are really light. For some yeah. reason. You remove a Titan limb and it's like, oh, this weighs like two pounds. Why? Yeah, so for some reason, this is my second time watching because I watched the subtitle before when it was only on um, Hulu. And now this is my second time watching it. For some reason, I don't know how I missed that. So for me, rewatching it this time, this was the first time I realized that. I was like, They're like oh, that's what? weird. What? I was also thinking, how, how is it then when they step, it makes a footprint? What? Yeah, Sometimes. and they can like you know punch their fist through walls right. and everything like that. How is they've that got possible so much energy. when their limbs are light as a feather? Yeah, as Hanji says, they still have so much energy, which is really crazy because their substance is not equal to their size. 
yeah. at all, which is crazy. So I think that's a really big revelation that we learn. Then in again, this episode. those are detached limbs. That's I don't true. think right, anyone's ever true. tried to lift a living Titan. Yeah, no. You're just like, oh, it just weighs the same amount as <laughs> no. Aaron. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, if that were the case, I think it'd be pretty easy to defeat a Titan. You just run up to its goodbye. So you have to wonder how it's like they ended up tossing in Scotland. <laughs> how did they end up getting it from one point to another, though? Unless they just use machinery and cranes to lift it up onto. I don't think a they bed. did. They built scaffolding around where they uh, captured they, those oh, yeah, titans. Yeah. That probably is the they case. They nailed them to the ground and built scaffolding. Yeah. I don't they, think they you're moved probably them. Right. I, I'd say you're probably right. So after all of this, after uh, finding out a lot about these titans, uh, we after also find... Hanji scream a lot. We we have, to, yeah, so Hanji <laughs> oh also tries God, testing so the screaming. pain, a lot of scream. And uh, we also find out Hanji's backstory for the reason that Hanji started doing this was because um, after kicking over... A Titan head, the whole start of this was realizing how like Titans were. So that was what started all this and finding out and studying Titans. But after all this, we find out that the test subjects are now dead and someone has mysteriously come and killed these yeah, test subjects. Yeah, it was someone with ODM gear. That was a huge thing is that, you know, they, they killed them and then ran away on 3D gear. Uh, so, so it's somebody within, within the, uh, within probably the military then if they have access yeah. to 3D maneuvering gear. Because civilians don't. Exactly. Yeah. So Erwin comes in to Aaron and says, who do you think the real enemy is here? Ignore me. That loaded was a loaded question. question. Ignore me. <laughs> but, but still, like, that, that all of a sudden creates this whodunit thing around this of like, oh, what's going on? Like this really big mystery that all of a sudden is planted in here. Yeah, and that's where we, that's where we leave this episode right. is it's, yeah, it's literally whodunit to be continued. Episode so, eight. and I think it's fantastic because it adds already to me the story was interesting. Like, all right, they're, they're going to try and with Aaron go back to the base with the key, but all of a sudden there's this added on. It's just another layer of like all of a sudden you're like, oh no, there's like, some sort of traitor what, or something. Yeah, What's it's going like, on? Why would anybody? I mean, I understand if somebody were to kill these titans because they're afraid that they'll get out, that they'll get out of their confinement and start attacking people. So that would make you know that would be understandable if that was the motive. But we don't know what the motive is. Yeah, and we if that's, have no idea. If it's not fear based, then is it that they just don't want people like looking at titans? Is that is that preventing the case? scientific progress? Exactly. But why? <laughs> exactly. All right, so we do actually need to wrap up as Sword Art Online, where right after us have a wonderful guest themselves. So yeah, we thank do. you guys so much for joining us. Real quick, I'm Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That's K-L-E-I-N. I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on the Sword Art Online panels uh, on Sunday nights. And I'm John Quick. You can find me on Twitter at, at @nowquick, and you can also find me on the Legend of Korra panel. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on the Sword Art Online, Legend of Korra, and Ruby panels. Yeah, and remember too. to drop by iTunes and rate us five stars because you love us. And we yeah. love you, too. Yes. And it's awesome. 100%. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. 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 From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Believe it. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 